Blog Talk Radio. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Blazing Rye Radio Blog. It is 2 p.m. on Thursday, September 2nd. Today on the show, Leah Delaria. Here we go. to join our friends at Renewed TV Series. You can go to RenewedTVSeries.com or go to their Twitter, um, follow them at Renewed TV Series, or like them on Facebook, also at Renewed TV Series. Uh, what this is, this is from our friends um, from Renewed TV Series uh, trying to pitch something over the web to uh, Michael Emerson and Terry O'Quinn of Lost. Um, they're pitching a, a television show that hopefully um, will eventually get to O'Quinn and Emerson. And just check them out. Um, let's build up their hits, RenewTVSeries.com. Very special guest today, uh, we have Leah Delaria. If uh, you don't know who she is, and uh, hopefully you do, because you should, um, Leah's first record on the Warner Jazz label, Play It Cool, was named Album of the Year by the London Times. Uh, her single on that album, The Ballad of Sweeney Todd, remained at number one on jazz radio in the U.S. for two months, uh, and it made it to, I believe, number six on the Billboard jazz chart. Uh, her uh, second album, Double Standards, leapt onto the Billboard, oh, yes, her second album was the one that leapt onto the Billboard jazz chart at number six. Okay, so she is a very accomplished jazz singer. Uh, very accomplished, also very accomplished Broadway actress, and a hilarious comedian. So I'm just going to break you off with a song of hers to begin with. Uh, this is Leah Delaria from her album Double Standards with Just a Girl.
Okay, and that was Shark with Too Hot for Lips. Again, go to sharkquestionmark.bandcamp.com. And let me break you off with another Leah Jam um, while we're waiting for our guest. This is from her upcoming um, album, uh, which is entitled Be a Santa Master. And it is called uh, Be a Santa Master. So here we go, uh, Leah Delaria, and we'll be right back. Be a Santa Jolly Santa, happy Santa, give the world a merry Christmas, be Chris Kringle, bells will jingle, what you bring, fill the world with joy, swing that twinkle, ring and cool your eyes, buckle your chin, bring out your bells, ring and giggle, wiggle your beard, keep up the grin, get out and spell, the spell, oh no, no, no. Holy Santa, Holy Santa, spread the word of Merry Christmas, be so jolly, that's with holly, and by golly, everyone will love you if you be a Santa Claus. Oh, 
Time just disappears out here, so. Oh, I hear you. It's nothing like the city life out there, huh? Oh, it's just fantastic here in Provincetown, looking at the beautiful water, waiting for the hurricane to hit. Oh, no. Is it supposed to come there? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Official warning today. So they're all exiting. So if anybody is on the Cape and listening to this, I'm at Enzo's tonight. (laughs) Come see the show. (laughs) Begging. I'm begging for audience on your radio show, Ryan. Yes, it definitely go out and see. It is well worth braving a hurricane for you. I am Uh, worth a hurricane, mister. I am worth 100-mile winds. As a matter of fact, I'll probably have a 100-mile wind on the stage myself. (laughs) Is that a reference? Really, a fart joke? Really? A fart joke, Leah? Really? Really? Um, so, Leah, you just had a bunch of shows in NYC that were so popular that you're uh, you're going to do some more. So tell tell us about what we can expect from uh, your Leah Delaria brunch experience. It's kind of interesting. First of all, it's not your average brunch, of course, because it's me. Um, occasionally, the F word flies at one in the afternoon on a Sunday. It's kind of interesting, uh-huh. as you can imagine. Um, but, you know, it's funny because my friends own, own this club, and I was in town uh, filming a movie and, uh, you know, just doing doing my thing. And uh, they said, we've got this Sunday show available, and we've been thinking about adding a singer. Would you want to give a shot? And I love Smoke. Smoke Jazz and Supper Club, Broadway between 105th and 106th. It's like the last real jazz club left in New York City. The rest of them are kind of tourist traps. They cost a lot of money. You know, I mean, there's real jazz there. It goes on all night. It's great. So I said, sure, I'm not doing anything. Anyway, so I'll do it. And the show was so popular, they immediately added a second show. So they went from 1 o'clock shows to 1 and 3. And then those became so popular, we're now, we added another day. So I'm now doing Saturdays and Sundays at 1 and 3 starting tomorrow. Until the day I die, honey. I'm doing them until the day I die. It's true. They're gonna, when I die, they're going to put me in the piano and bury me in it. Right, I'm, right. Yeah, I'm like I'm going to be like Bobby Short. So uh, yeah, it's this, it's fun. It's the music off of my four records on the Warner Jazz label. And what I've decided to do now is every season I'll change the show. You know, so I'll do a different show. Like we're going to have a Christmas show in December, and then in the spring we're going to have a you know a new show, and in the summer we'll have a different show. And I've been thinking about all the kind of fun, different, and unusual, and unique things that I can do there because it's just my room now. It's just basically my room. I own it. I own all of it. It is mine. Today, smoke the bird. There you go. Um, I used yeah. to live right up there. I used to live on 108th and Broadway, and I, I know exactly where you're talking about. Um, yeah. Great place. Uh, let's see. Um, Lydia, you... Uh, let's see. That's great technique. Great radio technique. Let's see. Let's see. It's a good transitional... Good transitional, you know, um, what do you, when you want to go from one thing to the next. Uh, I think transition's the word you're looking for. Transition's just fine. <laughs> well, there's another word. I think it starts with an S. I, I can't think of it right now. 
and uh, the guys at Smoke, I love playing there, like I said, and uh, they have a couple, they have a fantastic sound system there. Many people have recorded live there. So I went to them, and they were like, let's do it, and uh, boom, there I am. Wow. Um, and that's, it, how, it, that's how it came about. Sorry? Was it like did you record did you record a bunch of different shows and put them together oh. on the album or was it one show? Honey, I did six I did six shows in basically twenty four hours. I did three wow. shows not I yeah. I did three shows a night Friday Friday and Saturday and uh we recorded all six of them and then, you know, found the right tunes off of each one and yeah, it was a very long process. And then uh that record was very popular, made the made the um Grammy, the the, uh, the Grammy ballad that year. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, was your voice totally shot after the, after those two nights? No, you know what it is. After doing stand up as long as I did, and being very loud and vulgar and screaming kind of stand up, my vocal cords are made of steel. It's really hard for me to lose my voice. You know, when when I did my first Broadway show, everybody else would be like on li- you know on this line out in the hall listening to their echo as they did these warm up after warm up after warm up. You know, <laughs> because they have to belt. And I had to belt a D sharp in that show, which is really high. I'm just because you're not a musician, musician, right? So I'm just going to tell you, Ryan, D sharp really high. So um, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So I would just, you know, uh, my warm-up was smoking a cigarette and drinking a shot of whiskey. And then <laughs> I'd go out and belt the D-sharp. And they'd all look at me like, I hate you. I just hate you. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't... You really, you really threw back a shot of whiskey before uh, going on stage? Hell no, I'm joking. Oh, my God. You thought I was serious. <laughs> I don't know. No, I, I did that for I did that for Rocky. I did that when I did Rocky because it was hard to you know wow. do the affect the two different male sounding tenors. So I would drink a shot of whiskey. That really helped me get that scratchy Eddie voice when I said when I did whatever happened to a Saturday night. Oh sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, and out of any show to drink uh, before that would be the one to do it. Uh, oh, we all got high before that one. We all did. Yeah, I I can. Imagine. We all would just get high. <laughs> you uh, How to get everybody in trouble? <laughs> um, you mentioned uh, your album of jazz standards. Um, play it cool. Uh, yeah, that, on, that. Sorry, go ahead. Uh huh. <laughs> I was gonna say on that album, uh, all that jazz is featured. How do you jazzify an already jazz sounding all that jazz? Well, honey, the, all the jazz is, um, you know, Kander and M have a very distinct style. And, um, you know, John Kander, when he, when he writes music, it has a jazz feel to it, but it's not really jazz. Um, the, they have kind of a, in, in, uh, in Chicago, the stuff is very, what, what you call trad, traditional music, very Dixie sounding. It's orchestrated that way. So what, all we did was we made the chords jazz chords. Right. Because they're not jazz chords. So we made the chords jazz chords, and then we changed the feel. So we do it as a boogaloo, right? Instead of a, it's a, instead of a straightforward, it's a boogaloo, boogaloo sound. Um, and that's all we did to it. And again, that one's been, that one's gotten very popular because a couple of weeks ago they used it on So You Think You Can Dance as the group dance. And right. so that's, yeah, so that's, so, you know, there it was, Leah Delaria, all that jazz, and they, and they did it, and we had a huge spike in record sales because of that. So now that record wow, is selling again because of that. It was really lovely. That's awesome. How was the dance? 
awesome. It really was. It was great. Cool. You All just right, go on YouTube. Mom. Yeah, go on YouTube. Type in So You Think You Can Dance. Type in my name. It'll take you right to it. Awesome. Definitely check that out. And let's break oh. them off with uh, all that jazz. Leah Delaria. Oh. Here we go. Okay. Now they're playing all that jazz. I had no idea they were going into that. It's just swaying. Because, you know, Larry isn't doing anything. He's just... He just gives me space to fill it. It's nice. How that jazz. I'm gonna lose my knees and roll my stockings now. All that Sorry, honey. Can you hear me, Ryan? No, he can't. Nice. Did you like my broom? Did you give me the double? The double and Did you give me home?
Uh, it's very Thank rare you. that we get to we get to hear uh, the commentary from the artist during the song. So that's a oh, did you hear me talking? Yes, yeah. <laughs> you can hear me because I couldn't tell if I was on the air or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's um, not fair. That's not fair. I haven't heard myself do it a long time. I was like, wow, I was actually pretty good in those. I can't listen to the older stuff because I think I wasn't good then. So I was just saying to um, um, I was just saying to the person I'm playing Scrabble with, who's a musician. I went, you know, I was better in that than I thought I was. I guess you heard me saying that. I'm doing some stuff there that I didn't know I could do. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I'm that was great. So that's a rare treat. Um, yeah. So uh, you mentioned you were a Broadway show before you did the public survival of On the Town. Well, that was the first like? one. Oh, okay. And then you've been on since. What, what yeah, has it been like times. to be on the Great White Way? That's not, does that sound racist to you? And the Great White Way? God, I've never thought yeah. of that being racist before. Um, are you telling me I can't have dork? I'm being told I can't have dork and Scrabble. <laughs> that's a word. Dork is a word. Yeah, that's it's, absolutely a word. It's totally a word. I'm being told by the radio personnel. Oh, Oh, I can't have a well. Okay. Damn. All right. Um, it was... <laughs> Do you love that I'm doing this? I'm totally playing Scrabble. <laughs> Great. Um, it was really fun being on Broadway. I, honestly, I'm, I'm, I, I'm chomping at the bit for the next show that would be um, right for me to do. Do you know what I mean? There's just not a lot out there for me at my age and what I do, and it's just, it's, I'm, so I'm sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting for when it's going to happen. I'm sure it'll happen again. You know, Elaine Stritch yeah. just says, you know, just wait for another 10 years, and then you'll get all the grandmas. <laughs> Did she tell you like, that? Thanks, Elaine. Thanks, Elaine. Yeah, she tells, Elaine says shit like that to me all the time. <laughs> She's a nut job. I adore her. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was it was awesome. And, you know, it's not the sort of thing you ever think you're going to do when you start out as a really angry dyke comic like I did back in the 80s. So, yeah, it was a surprise, and I love it. And um, being a part of the New York theater community is, like, one of the greatest things that's ever happened to me, oh, if not the greatest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you won a drama desk and an Obie, but I read all over the place that you are the recipient of the most notorious Tony snub in history. What's, what's that about? <laughs> Do we have to talk about that, really? Um, no, it was for <laughs> now. It's fine. It was for on the town, and uh, yeah, everybody just everybody not only thought I would assumed that I was going to get the nomination, everybody thought I would win. And then when the nomination didn't happen, because you know the Tony nominating committee can be very odd, so when mm-hmm. it didn't happen, um, it caused quite a little stir. Ripple went through the theater world at that time and people have never have it's been 10 years they still haven't shut up about it <laughs> like let it go let it go i mean if the worst thing in your life is you didn't get the tony nomination you were supposed to get then you're probably living a pretty charmed life yeah 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 so so let it go yeah definitely um so while we were talking about broadway what do you think about this whole um sean hayes newsweek Kristen chenowitz debacle <sighs> Um, you're asking me about something that I don't know about. Uh, I've been out here, so it's something, it's in Newsweek. I haven't, I haven't been paying attention. What happened? Well, I guess somebody, uh, in, from the magazine said that, um, gay people shouldn't play straight or something, and since you are one of the first people to have ever uh, done that. Who said that? Um, Who said that? 
someone from one of the, I think it was Newsweek, and then Kristen Chenoweth wrote like a uh, angry letter uh, to them, like defending Sean Hayes. So good for her. Um, good for Kristen. Good for her. And if gay people couldn't play straight people, there would be no movies or film or television. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Because pretty much every actor on the planet is gay. So, you know, it's like, that's retarded. That's just silly. I mean, when you look at, like, if you look at Modern Family, um, Jesse Tyler Ferguson, uh-huh. the guy who plays Mitch, is, an op- is openly gay. He is gay. And the guy who plays the really queenie one who won the Emmy, Eric Stone Street, mm-hmm. is straight. He's straight. Oh, I didn't know that. Has a, oh, my God, he's a really hot girlfriend, too. I'm constantly trying to take her from him. Um, <laughs> but, you know, are you supposed to – is it supposed to be vice versa, then? Is Eric Stone Street, who just won the Emmy, not allowed to play a gay guy? Right. You know, I mean, it's silly. It works both ways, right? Absolutely. Well, I'm always happier when it works both ways. That's what she said? <laughs> but I'm um, did, did Did you hear that, Matt Hawk? Oh, <laughs> wait. Oh, the switchboard's not working. I couldn't play the crow sound. Uh, did you hear uh, that, Matt Hawk? Everyone is, uh, uh, every actor is gay. Um, every okay. actor. Let's... Every actor. <laughs> uh, yeah, let me see if I can get it going. <laughs> there you go. Okay. There, uh, very very um, funny. So, uh, while we're on that topic, you, Leah, were the first openly gay comic on television. Did you... Realize how big a deal it was when you um, proclaimed your homosexuality on on Arsenio. Take me through that that day. Uh, yeah, it was it was a really big deal. As a matter of fact, I got a camera crew from 2020 that followed me um, around for it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So not wow. only did the Arsenio Hall, but I had 2020 there, you know, videotaping me while it while it happened. Um, and it was like the it was like the kicking open of the closet door that was heard around the world. I was right. on, I, I was on uh, between my set and the couch, which I was you know I, with the the what that's in television lingo you know the couch, the panel mm-hmm. that would be where we have a conversation. Uh, between being on and being on the couch, I was on for 11 minutes, and apparently somebody counted and I said the word dykebagger queer 46 times in 11 minutes, <laughs> which is hilarious. So I just kind of, I didn't just, uh, like, open that closet door. I mean, I kicked the fucker open. <laughs> you know, it was big right. and wide. And a lot of other people were allowed to walk through as a result. And, uh, and yeah, I'm, that's something I've always been very proud of, that particular yeah. event. Yeah. You know, um, so, uh, so it was fun. It was really scary. I was terrified, you know. No choice right. about it. I was terrified. I mean, what if I just get a, what if you get a, just an audience that is not there to, like, what if you get an audience full of homophobes? It's not impossible. Yeah. Not impossible, right? So, um, we, so, but luckily, I, the audience just thought I was hilarious. Arsenio thought I was hilarious. He, he kept me on much longer than I was supposed to be on. He let me sing with the band over the credit rolls. I mean, he was just, it was great. And it wow, changed my great. life. What, yeah. What was the um, response like the next day? The response? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the response was awesome. I mean, the, that, that, you know, propelled me into sort of mainstream media. I started doing a lot of acting in film and television then, and I, was tour- I toured all over the world as a result of that. It completely changed my life. So do you think that, that uh, um, your, appear- your appearance marked the, um, the rise of your career and the downfall of Arsenio's? What happened to him? <laughs> 
Well, he did, you know, his show was on for another couple of years. When I, when I was on it, it was the number one talk show in America when I did it. Right. Um, that was, that was the reason we did, did, that's why we chose that one over the Tonight Show or the Letterman Show. It was the number one talk show in America. Um, uh, Arsenio, uh, still works. You know, he still does his thing. And honestly, he made so much money, he doesn't have to do anything if he doesn't want to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> um, he's. Uh, I see him. Uh, you know, all the time on on the Tonight Show, working for Leno, and that that bothers right. me a bit. Yeah. Well. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So around 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 that same time, you were officially criticized by Congress. Yeah. Ninety three. Uh, what were you criticized for? What could they uh, possibly saying- have criticized you about? I don't know. Uh, for saying that I like, because that was when the Clinton. This is this is internet, right? Yes. <laughs> okay, good. Feel free um, to say whatever you want to say. Excellent. Uh, it was the March on Washington for Gay Lesbian Rights. It was April in 1993. The Clinton administration had just been elected. They just enacted Don't Ask, Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Uh, people were really upset about it. Um, I could give a fuck about it. Um, I just think there's, you know, I don't, I don't think there should be gays in the military. I don't think there should be straights in the military. I don't think there should be a military. <laughs> I think we should take all the money we spend on the military and just buy Iraq. So, um, so, but I was on the, but, but everybody's making a big deal about it. And I went up as a joke and said that people were really upset with the Clinton administration. But I like the Clinton administration because finally in our country we have a first lady you could fuck. And I said that on the White House steps. And um, everybody got really upset about it. <laughs> Everybody got really upset about it, and they called a special session of Congress, and they made this, they voted, and uh, I was, you know, to officially censor and criticize me. How did you come to that conclusion that, that she was capable of doing that? Uh, what, what, that finally we have a first lady you could fuck? Yeah. How did I come to that conclusion? Um, honey, we'd had, at that point, we'd had Barbara Bush and Nancy Reagan. Do you know what I'm saying? We hadn't seen kind of a hot young first lady in a while since Jackie uh-huh. Kennedy. So I was like, yeah, finally, there's a first lady I, you could fuck. Right, right, right. Oh, that's great. <laughs> so that was basically so, it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. They had to call a huge yeah, Klausi Huster, and, and um, yeah, both conservative and, and then um, also, you know, like queers. Lots of, lots of gay people were really upset with me for saying that, too, and they still are, and they still talk about it. I'm always like, Jesus Christ, 20 years now, let it go. Again, wow. like the Tony nomination, let it go. Right, right. So, Leah, at uh, yes. the beginning of, of your career, you uh, referred to yourself a lot as that effing guy. You stated, the I call myself dyke, right. that. Yeah, because I would walk down the street and people would yell it at me, but after two years of performing, I would walk down the street and people would yell it at me. I wouldn't know if they were a fan or not. Uh, does this still happen to you? No. Okay. No, now they pretty much yell that. There's that fucking Delaria. Uh-huh. So now you're known by name. Yeah, everybody yeah. kind of knows my name. Everybody knows, like Cheers, everybody knows my name. <laughs> uh, you, um... I understand that you and I have a mutual disdain for uh, the city of Los Angeles. Is this true? Yeah, can't tolerate it. I hate L.A. I hate everything it stands for. I hate it. Don't even start me on L.A. Fuck L.A. I hope it slides into the ocean. I can't stand them. 
can't stand them. Oh, yeah, I mean, just really, they're just so, and you know, give me, you know what, give me a New Yorker, give me the most conservative asshole New Yorker any day of the week, because you will know what they think, they will, you will know what's going on in their mind, and in fucking LA, they'll smile at you and serve you sprouts as they, like, put the knife in the hilt into your back, you know, <laughs> boom, I just, I can't stand, but, but they'll be good, the whole time they'll be going, have some more sprouts, and they just repeatedly put the knife in your back. I hate them. I hate them. Have some more sprouts? <laughs> Have some more sprouts, yeah. Have some more sprouts. He's smiling while they're doing it. How about um, a colonic? When I go for a colonic, they're so full of shit. <laughs> I, I lived there for two years. My biggest problem with it was the traffic. Um, oh. But uh, I, I do know what you mean about about the, the people. <laughs> Oh, well. oh, you know, and it's like I'm never understood. You do a show there, and if it rains, you're not going to have an audience. Rain. They won't oh, go out in the rain. They won't go out in the rain. They have earthquakes, fires, floods, mudslides, but they won't go out in the rain. <laughs> it's to me. Well, you know what's good is the mudslides put out the fires. Well, they. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes they take assholes' houses down the hill. That's the other thing about the mudslides I like. <laughs> um, that's a, that's an old uh, John Carpenter joke. Mudslides put out the fire. I um, um, yes. Is it really? I, yeah, it is. And then he called up uh, David Letterman one night after he got the Late Show on CBS, and he he said uh, Johnny called in, and Dave was like, "How are you out there?" And he said, "Oh, I'm fine. The mudslides are putting out the fires." And Dave has used that line ever since. That's <laughs> very funny. Uh, you know, Louis Black said. Um, he said, if you ever have the opportunity to go, go to Los Angeles, don't. <laughs> don't. That's Lewis. That sounds like Lewis. Crabbiest man on the planet. Yes. <laughs> Crabbiest man on the planet. I know everybody. Didn't you know that? I've been doing this a long time. I I've worked that. with everybody. Yes. Wow. I worked with Charlie Chaplin. Mm, I don't know if I believe that one. <laughs> oh, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. <laughs> uh, Leah, we are going to play a game that we usually play on this show called Hot or Hot Mess, where I am going to list some things, and you tell me whether they're hot or a hot mess. Are you ready? Hot or a hot mess. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, let's open it up. Okay, I really like that song. Go ahead. That song was hot. <laughs> okay, great. That's great because somebody else from uh, last week's show said it was insane, but I, I think it's hot, too. That's actually from my friend Kate Doyle's uh, Mac Award-winning cabaret, Hot Mess in Manhattan, uh, yes. from the uh, duplex. Let's see. Uh -huh. Okay, so that's hot. Good. How about uh, Justin Bieber? Oh, Justin Bieber's hot. How can you, how could you say, how could you call those bangs a hot mess? He's hot. <laughs> he sold He's totally out the garden. Hot. What He's did he do? Totally. He sold out the garden last night and brought out uh, Usher and uh, Ludacris. And, uh, I mean, apparently <laughs> crazy with, night. Okay, Justin Bieber with Usher and Ludacris. Come on. Yeah. Fantastic. That's a, you know what? The kids in the hall, the kids in the hall couldn't write better satire. That's fantastic. <laughs> How about uh, Miley Cyrus? Oh, definitely hot mess. <laughs> hot mess, hot mess. Only because her father is Billy Ray. Only because her father gave lesbians that horrendous haircut. 
That's We're trying to get got, father on the show, actually. He remember that ha- damn mullet haircut that he had that now every lesbian yeah, has. Of I call it yeah. the achy breaky. I call it the achy breaky big mistake. He. <laughs> yeah, it is a horrible haircut, isn't it? It's the worst. It's the worst. So she's a hot mess. Okay, let's see. How about the Jonas Brothers? The Jonas Brothers. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with hot mess. I'm hoping that a whale can come up and swallow the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> uh, LeBron James. Oh, you know, leave the man alone. Let him do whatever he wants. Leave the man alone. Let him do whatever. If he wants to play basketball in Haiti, let him. You know, what the hell? So I'm going to go with I'm going to go with hot on that. Okay. I'm going to hear from a lot of New Yorkers. I'm going to hear from a lot of New Yorkers, and I don't care. <laughs> Yeah, uh, whatever gets the, the attention going. Uh, yeah, I, I, um, I agree with you. Uh, you know, leave him alone. And, can I, can uh, I play where Sean, he wants to play? Jesus. Yeah, let him play wherever he wants to play. Absolutely. Sean, Sean Ness. Sean who? Sean Jeunesse from your roller derby days. Oh, okay, sorry. You you totally got me there. Um, yeah, I don't feel qualified to make, make any kind of judgment. I'm going to abstain. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I okay. really enjoyed I can't tell you how much I enjoyed saying that. <laughs> I'm sure you'll enjoy hearing it. Um, Leah, uh, now this part of Hot or Hot Mess, I'm going to play three different impressions for you, and you tell me if it's a good impression or a bad impression, if it's a hot impression or just a hot mess of an impression. First up is Sean Jeunesse's Vince McMahon impression. Now what you want to do here is you gotta you want to you want to really punch this word. And <laughs> what do you think? I'm sorry, I'm gonna to have to abstain again. I just don't feel qualified. I don't understand. Um, okay, how about Greg Greg Reuters? Mike Nichols in front of him, he said, okay, Greg, uh, I want you to look medieval. <laughs> How about that? That's, that's his Mike Nichols impersonation. <laughs> yeah, yep. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to be Elaine May and say uh, that that was a hot mess. Okay. Um, and uh, lastly, Jonathan DeMar's Rip torn impression. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. to that, he sort of says, he says, somebody owes me a martini, and the whole <laughs> table cracks up. He's like, somebody owes me a martini. Is <laughs> 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 that hot or hot mess? Well, right now I'm saying that it's hot and it's throwing confetti everywhere, and my toupee has come off. I think you're talking about Rip Taylor. That was Rip Taylor. Yes, yes, yes. That was the. I'm sorry that you missed it, Ryan. Was it too subtle? Was it too dry? What? Was it too um, subtle? Was it too dry? That was the joke. I was oh, okay. Oh, okay. No, because, yeah, it's funny that you say that, because somebody yesterday actually did confuse Rip Torn and Rip Taylor, and no, uh, I had to explain to that to you. 
How can you how can you confuse Rip Torn with Rip Taylor? It's hilarious. I don't know. But what about the fact that all three all three of those impressions sounded exactly the same? Is that hot or a hot mess? Did you think that they sounded exactly the same? Exactly the same? I think they sounded pretty similar. Well, I think all three of those people sound the same. That could be the reason. Okay. And they inter- they well, often interchange parts. Right. <laughs> Mike Nichols always plays the parts that Ray Torn plays. And then sleeps with all the girls. Right, right. And then Ray Torn oh goes and into the bank. And that's it. And that's it. Uh, and let's close up hot or hot. <laughs> That was hot. All right, Leah. I want to make really sure hot. before I lose <laughs> before I lose control of the switchboard here, I want to uh, break them off with a song from your new album. Can you go ahead and set up "Love for Sale"? All right, that's uh, "Love for Sale." Is it is what it is. It's a Cole Porter song. Um, this arrangement is done by Jeanette Mason, who also produced the album. And uh, it's a, you know, it's it's a big showstopper. You can play it next time you do Hot or Hot Mess and see if somebody likes it or not. I want to be on Hot and Hot Mess. I want to be on oh, Hot and Hot on. Mess. Oh, I'm... <laughs> Here we go. Oh my God! Do you know what I want to say to that, Ryan? Do you know what I want to say to what that? I want to say fuck you. That's what I want to say to that. <laughs> to what? Um, anyway, yeah, this is Love for Sale, and uh, what, did I miss Did I miss something? Sorry, did I miss something? I think, no, I think I missed something. Okay, Love for Sale. Um, All right. Via Delaria. Here we go. Thanks a lot. Are you done now with
again tonight, Leah? <laughs> I'm out on the Cape. I'm in Provincetown playing a club called Enzo's. And check Enzo's. her out tonight. We had a question in the chat room, when is your next show? So I guess it is tonight. What time it's is it? Tonight. It's tonight, but in New York City, uh, we are have extended the brunch shows. Uh, so I started at 1 o'clock on Saturday, 1 and 3 on Saturday, 1 and 3 on Sunday at Smoke Jazz and Supper Club on Broadway between 105th and 106th. Awesome. So you say you want to be on Hot or Hot Mess. Do you do any impressions? I do so many impressions. <laughs> What's your favorite one? What's your best? <laughs> Some of them are very obscure, like George Wolf. But um, uh-huh. I'm trying. I'm there. I'm at the Surf Club in Provincetown, which is a really awesome deck, uh, hot dog kind of hangout place, and there's a lot of families. And this is going to be really loud, so I'm moving away uh-huh. from everybody to give you my Ethel Merman impression. Oh, awesome. I can't wait. Okay, are you ready for Ethel? <clears throat> ready? This is Ethel Merman. <clears throat> There's no business like show business like no business I know. There. Wow. I'm bowing. There you go. <laughs> um, okay, Leah. Uh, just a uh, couple more questions here. I think we had another question. We have another question out of the chat room. Um, My question is, what are they doing in the chat room? It's a beautiful day. Go outside and play, kids. <laughs> yeah, go outside and play. Uh, just where is she performing next? We got that. And uh, they just said great music styling and heck yes, heck yes, heck yes. She's very talented. So you've won over some Block Talk radio people. Um, okay, fantastic. <laughs> um, hopefully, they're, hopefully they're in New York or the Cape, randomly. <laughs> there you uh, go. <laughs> and uh, let's see, Leah, I saw a YouTube clip of you at Joe's Pub doing Hey Soul Sister by Train. Did you like? As a true, 
Yeah, as a true soul sister yourself, I thought it was fantastic. Um, can you explain to me the, the golf ball or whatever you're holding in the video? <laughs> they cut out the opening monologue, so you didn't know what that was. It was a piece right. of wood, and actually she has her own Facebook site now. Her name is Michelle Wood. It's a piece of wood with a smile painted on it. And uh, mm-hmm. I introduced her as my new girlfriend because she's – she is, the, in my mind, the perfect woman because she's always smiling and she's incapable of speech. Right. Mia, <laughs> um, you, uh, you, you and I have something in common in that we've, we've both done the Fringe Festival in Scotland. You actually won the Best of the Fest Award. That must have been cool. Yeah, twice. <laughs> wow. Wow. I totally had to say it. I totally had to say it. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yes, uh-huh. it was totally cool. And what did you do at the Fringe Festival, Ryan? We did a sh- we did a show called well, we didn't win Best of the Fest, but we did a show called A Remarkable Story, <laughs> um, and it was uh, uh, it was great. We did a you know we had like a four star review in the Scotsman or whatever, and it was, uh, it was a good time. It was a good time. Yes, it's the Scotsman. Yes. Yes. Um, but what did uh, what was your show about? I was doing a sh- uh, the show I the first show I did was a show called Muff Diva, right? And it just wasn't really about anything. Yeah, Muff Diva, or you maybe you could have called it Muff Diva if you wanted to, but that was Muff Diva, and uh, yeah, it was just uh, you know what I do stand up music like that. And uh, that was right after the Arsenio Hall thing happened. And then I went back the next year and did a show called Box Lunch, which was really popular as well. And we actually did that one um, in the West End uh, at the, in the Apollo Theater. Oh, where did that title come from? I can't imagine. <laughs> okay. Um, it came from so, my favorite uh, porno movie. There was a title of my favorite oh, really? porno movie, so I used it. I No, I'm making it up. Ryan, I'm making it up. <laughs> I don't know. I am too dry for Ryan today. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. So, uh, Leah, um, Leah Delaria, Be a Santa, will be uh, released worldwide by Warner Jazz in November. Um, yeah. And uh, you can check her out at these brunches at uh, Smoke, the jazz, Smoke yeah. Jazz Club. In New York City, and tonight at Enzo on the Cape. Uh, lastly, yep. Leah, you said um, it's a cosmic joke that I'm a lesbian because I understand men so completely, and women are a total mystery to me. Women are the most confusing, <laughs> annoying people in the world. Why do you think that is, and why do you get men so well and women are so mysterious? Well, I think that's because um, women have a uterus and get their periods. They're just Oh, uh, is that why? <laughs> Mm-hmm. I just want to make it a little more sexist than it already is. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. That's it. That's it. That's what it is. That's it. Um, and you yeah. I, listen, honey, if I understood it, I wouldn't be confused by it, would I? <laughs> I wouldn't be confused. Right. I don't understand it at all. That's why it's the cosmic joke. It just is. I get men completely. All my friends are men, all of them, and women are an utter mystery. <laughs> Which is funny because they have udders. <laughs> so wrong. They have. They have what? Never mind. Never mind, Ryan. Never mind. <laughs> it's all wrong. Everything I say is wrong today. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, Leah, thank you so much for joining us. You've been amazing. Thank you, Ryan. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Take care.
All right. Ciao. 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 Bye. Okay, that was Leah Delaria. Hilarious. Um, apologize to any of those, those of you who are in the chat room listening live. Uh, you can check out the rest of the interview on the podcast, uh, So, which you will hear later in the podcast. Um, anyway, uh, big thanks to the guest, Leah Delaria. And uh, remember, if it ain't showbiz, it ain't a biz. Tonight, Leah Delaria, Enzo, if you're on the case, go see her. And the next two Saturdays and Sundays go to jazz, the Smoke Jazz Club on the Upper West Side, Morningside Heights area in Manhattan. Thank you so much for listening. And lastly, somebody owes me a marquee.